Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Student Radio Maastricht at RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Anna and I'll be your host this evening and I'm joined here in the studio by Artek Shiam. Hello, hello. Leon. Hello, hello, hello. And Sophia. Hello. First of all, let me wish everyone in the studio and all the listeners tonight a happy new year. Uh, did you all have a nice Christmas break? Yeah, I'm still enjoying my break. <laughs> I'm still on it. Definitely very relaxing and well needed. <laughs> I escaped to Berlin, so cannot complain. <laughs> but now back in lovely, lovely Maastricht. Perfect. Well, on the agenda tonight, uh, the song that was just playing should have been a hint. Um, and as most of you probably guessed, it was the main theme of the movie Jaws by John, composed by John Williams. Um, quite an intense piece of music, but it's really extraordinary. I mean, if you think about it, it's just two notes, right? It's blah, blah, and that's all it took for John Williams to create this classic that I think everyone um, knows. And that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, film music, I'm personally a really big fan of this genre, and I also play the piano and that's the genre I love to play the most. Um, so that's why yeah, I thought it would be a fun topic to discuss on a show. Um, also, I think not everyone always pays attention to music when they're watching a movie, um, but it's so crazy how much power uh, film music has. I mean, if you imagine a horror movie or a movie like Jaws without the music, then it really would be quite unsuspenseful, I think. Um, if you think a killer creeping to through a house <laughs> looking for its next victim, but there's no buildup whatsoever, then it's not that scary, I think. But it is a good tip if you're ever afraid during a movie to turn off the sound and then there will be less of a jump scare. I've done it before and it does help. <laughs> um, are you guys excited for tonight's episode? Definitely. I'm excited for the wild and colorful mix of film music especially because there are so many different genres not only of film music but also of movies so exactly yeah yeah definitely i mean i do love films and i do think that i do pay a lot of attention to it in the soundtracks especially because i used to be a dancer for quite a long time and have danced to film music before the grease it was traumatizing <laughs> anyway <laughs> shiam what about you are you excited Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, how do I say, I'm not very good with movies and music, but um, uh, definitely um, something to learn then. Nice. <laughs> well, I've compiled, I've put together a list of my personal favorites. So as Sophia said, there's thousands of, you know, great scores, um, but I tried to combine some of, of the most famous ones and, and less well-known. And then I would be, I, I thought it would be fun if I don't... Um, tell you guys what the movie is and what the song is and then also the listeners at home can try and maybe guess it and then after obviously we will discuss the movie it's from and um, the composer um, so yeah I'm ready to dive in if you guys are <laughs> and then I think we can play our next piece of film music so Sounds enjoy good. this one I think um, we are in
Good evening and welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht at RTV 107.5 FM. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm joined here by Shyam. Yeah, hello, hello. Sophia. Hello. And Leon. Hello, hello, hello. And tonight we are discussing film music. Um, so I obviously selected this piece, so I know where it's from, what movie, what composer, and some of the people in the studio know as well. Um, but Leon hasn't read the clock for tonight, so I'm going to ask you if you could guess if you recognize it. It's uh, really embarrassing if I get it wrong, but I'm getting strong interstellar vibes from this. Yes, Woo, you are 10 correct. out of 10. Yay. <laughs> yes, the song is called First Step from the movie Interstellar. Do you know which composer it is? No, that's a difficult one. The composer is Hans Zimmer. As always. As always. I mean, it's either John Williams <laughs> yeah. or Hans Zimmer. Exactly. Those are like the two main um, film composers. Has everyone here seen Interstellar? No. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, ooh, we've I've got some seen critical. It. Okay, I was going to praise the movie, but I'm very curious now to hear what Leon has to say about it. I just really was not a fan of, a fan of the ending. The whole, um, I don't know, it just, it did the physics at the start very nicely. And then the end thing, it was just not accurate anymore. Yeah, I get that though. I get that. Well, for the people who haven't seen it, I'll give a quick um, summary. So Interstellar is a science fiction movie that came out in 2014. And it talks about a future world in which the Earth has basically become uninhabitable. So a NASA um, scientist works on a plan to transport Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. And to do that, he has to first send a group of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three potential planets could become mankind's new home. I think when I looked up a summary of the movie, which is this one, I think it sounds very, very like science fiction. -y, and obviously it is a science fiction movie. It's about astronauts. But <laughs> when I watched the movie, I didn't really get this like extremely Star Wars alien, completely unrealistic vibe or anything. I mean, the world is uninhabitable. You know, there's sandstorms and everything, if I remember correctly. And with you know climate change you know this this type of vibe isn't so unrealistic and the same with like um you know these billionaires competing with sending people out to space again it's also not so unrealistic anymore i'd say um so i honestly was a big fan i do get leon's point a bit it maybe becomes a bit less realistic towards the end of the movie um, but I would, if, even if you're not a sci-fi fan, I would definitely advise you or recommend it um, because it's really, yeah, suspenseful. It has a lot of plot twists. It wasn't something that I could predict what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you're not a science fiction fan, then watch Interstellar. If you are, it's going to be a disappointment because I, <laughs> I love Star Wars and like a fantasy aspect of it. And then have it being basically a drama for the first True. half. Yeah, I was really true. struggling to get through <laughs> to the interesting points where I could see planets and s the space travel and machines and all this cool stuff. And there's like the kids fighting on the Earth or whatever at that point. I was yeah, that's true. But, but asleep. the new Star Wars movies are also more like dramas. So oh, true. true. But no one was speaking about the new ones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Free you calls. have to say the planets that they go to i thought that was one of the coolest parts of the movie when they visit the different planets and they've Definitely. created these yes and they look so well um 
And that's actually the, the one of the, the awards that the movie also got. It won the Oscar for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. It won several BAFTA awards, uh, including the BAFTA for Best Original Music. So that was the one uh, for Hans Zimmer. Um, the movie was directed by Christopher Nolan, so also famous director, and also had um, quite a notable cast with Matthew McConaughey, Anna Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and Michael Caine. Whoa. <laughs> what yes. a cast. That's crazy, actually. <laughs> That's a good cast, yeah. Um, any comments on the movie before we go to the composer? No, but I do think it's kind of tricky to make like uh, science fiction movies and still stick to the physics, right? And there are very few movies that have True. actually managed to achieve that um, that that level of accuracy. Yeah. True, but yeah. considering the praise, how it got for scientific accuracy online, the ending really killed me. Because <laughs> up until that point, you, you could really follow through it. And then, shattered, no words, string <laughs> theory sucks. <laughs> fight me about this don't spoiler us <laughs> <laughs> yeah for those of you I mean it's been fine I think yeah, people true. who haven't seen it just don't understand what we're talking about now Probably. Um, but yeah on to the man behind the music Hans Zimmer he's um, a German composer uh, 64 years old And he's produced music for over 150 films, among which The Lion King, Gladiator, The Dark Knight Trilogy, Inception, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, and a lot more, obviously. Um, and a fun fact about him as well is that his mother was a pianist and his father was an engineer and an inventor. And um, he would, as a child, he would like attach um, chainsaws and stuff to his piano to create different sounds and I think you also kind of hear that in his music where he combines classical instruments with a lot of like technological computery sounds hmm. I think yeah creative. But, um, <laughs> yeah he's very creative he's very very famous obviously um, and I think he's produced a lot of um, music for famous films but that's like a two-way street as well like the films have also become very famous because of the music. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean, for example, I think everyone knows that um, theme as well. Yes, and it's interesting how different the movies are. Like, also, it's such a variety true. of genres. There's, like, Gladiator next to the Lion King. <laughs> true, true, very true. <laughs> That's true. kind of like a contrast. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. True, but, I mean, they, he, he does, he's able to bring out, how, how do you say, this, this kind of dramatic effect right like yeah. yeah especially movies like gladiator and, and interstellar yeah and even the lion king i mean I, the lion yeah. king, of course. Yeah. I always cry sad, in that it's movie, movie. <laughs> it's, it's sad it's supposed to be for children but like gets me every time that's true i always <laughs> always cry <laughs> well on that note i think we can go on to our next piece of film music uh, for this one i would say close your eyes and imagine yourself running through a meadow because that's the vibe of the song enjoy Spoilers.
Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us at Student Radio Maastricht at RTV 107.5 FM. I'm your host, Anna, joined here by Sophia. Hello. Leon. Hello. And Shyam. Hello, hello. And uh, for those of us just tuning in now, we are discussing film music this hour. Um, what a piece. It was five minutes and 22 seconds long. So I'm sorry for those of you who aren't used to listening to this genre for such a long time uh, that it might be quite intense to listen to. Uh, but I had to include this one because I really love listening to it. And now I'm very curious to hear what you guys thought of it and if you know what movie it's from. Um, uh, FYI, also new listeners, I'm the only one in the studio who has no access to the clock or has not seen the list. Yes. Um, I heard some spoilers flying around, so Oops. I think that um, <laughs> clouds my judgment. But if I had to guess, it would be probably Pride and Prejudice. Yes, that is correct. What did you guys think of it? Did you like it? Had you heard it before? Mm, I'm, I, I wouldn't recognize it right away. But then again, I haven't watched Pride and Prejudice. That would make yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, of course, um, as anyone does. By the way, the version with um, Keira Knightley is the best one. Unpopular <laughs> opinion, but... That's yeah. a pretty unpopular <laughs> <It is. laughs> Yeah, I know, but I do love Keira Knightley more than I care about anyone else's opinion, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, did you like it as well? Yes, I really like it. And I imagined myself walking through meadow. Exactly <laughs> so. the point. Thank you for taking up my tip. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously a better question than asking you. Oh, let me s tell you the song name. Actually, maybe first. Um, it's called Your Hands Are Cold. Uh, and it was composed by Dario Marianelli, Italian. Try to do the pronunciation. Don't know if I got it, but we'll never know, I guess. Um, for the 2005 movie adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Um, so we already discussed who watched it, but has anyone read the book? Yes. Yes, I've good. read it. Oh, and I love Jane Austen. Good. So. Have you read Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> the disappointment. Um, it's a classic. It's a classic. I'm proud of you guys. I was expecting more no's. So, yeah, that was actually what got me really into classics. Like that was my first True. one. It's a great so. starter as well. I think to get into the the vibe. But yeah, for those of you who have never ever heard of the story, which is very, very terrible <laughs> for your knowledge. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. Um, the story Pride and Prejudice is based on the famous 1813 novel by Jane Austen. So it's in Old English, but it's an absolute treat to read. So I'd definitely recommend it. Um, the story centers around the Bennett family, specifically the second eldest daughter, Elizabeth or Lizzie, um, who basically isn't impressed when she meets the rich, single, proud and rude Mr. Darcy. And uh, as you can guess, this is a love story. Um, it's kind of an enemies to lovers <laughs> storyline. I mean, enemies is a strong word, but at least they're not friends to begin with. Nope. Um, but very important to say, it's definitely not some cheesy, you know, American rom-com or anything. It's, it's a truly beautiful story. Um, and it also talks a lot about how Elizabeth um, learns about the consequences of making hasty judgments and how both characters try and overcome their own pride and their own prejudices. Um, apart from that, I also say it's a very funny story. I think there's a lot of humor, both in the way that Jane Austen writes it as maybe less portrayed in the movie, but still there a little bit. Um, 
And what I also love about the the book especially is that considering the time that it was written and it's very powerful for young women, you know, it's written in 1813, so women just had to sit by the fire and learn languages and read books, but it's very much about these women who speak their mind and who, you know, want to break out of this routine a little bit, so she tried to criticize that society. I think that's very cool. Also, I love Jane Austen for Uh, naming the kind, perfect, most beautiful character in the book after herself. Yes, yeah, true. 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 Such a pride, you know. <laughs> yeah, the oldest sister, Jane, is like the angel perfection itself. Um, true, actually. I never thought about this. And she's in general just a feminist icon of yeah. her time, I would say. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Has a lot of characters named Jane. Yep, she was a little narcissistic. I, I do respect, I do respect <laughs> that. If I was an author, like... Honestly, a relatable moment. Um, would probably name all the best characters after myself. I mean, it's like you the go, opposites, you know. You have Jane Austen naming the best ones after her, and then you have uh, Dostoevsky naming all the assholes in her uh, in his books. Fyodor. Yeah, I mean, it's your self-portray kind of, you know. <laughs> I mean, she she yeah. was confident then, I guess. But yes. actually, I've I've also looked into her like biography, and she she wasn't that positive. In, in life she was kind is of it, is, is it more of what she wanted to be maybe maybe yeah. maybe it's it kind of a dream, a dream. but also Very like optimistic. being a woman at that time I wouldn't want to exchange no, reverse no <laughs> absolutely not um, so the book has been adapted for both the big screen big screen sorry and TV several times um, including the noteworthy 1995 BBC adaptation with Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy <sighs> which that's is my favorite often, one <laughs> <laughs> often named the favorite um, but the piece of music was from the uh, 2005 movie adaptation directed by Joe Wright, starring Kira Knightley as Elizabeth and Matthew McFadgen. I don't know how to pronounce this, um, as Mr. Darcy. Um, I would definitely agree that the BBC adaptation is more authentic compared to the movie and more Uh, like closer to what probably Jane Austen was imagining when she when she wrote it but I personally love the movie as well because it has a bit more drama a bit more spice <laughs> um, and I think you see that in the acting I think you see it in, in the music as well um, but also in the visuals uh, I think when you look at this movie at times it's almost like looking at a painting because it's so beautifully set and and staged as well so I really love the movie as well um Any remarks on that? I'm still going to stand by my love for Keira Knightley, <laughs> you know. It's a classic uh, bisexual awakening. You're eight, watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. You see Keira Knightley. <laughs> you see Jack Sparrow. Boom. <laughs> you you're gay now. Love. You love both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What can I say? Keira looks great in... Um, Periodical clothing. That is true. That's, I second that. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. But also Colin Firth is like, okay, not now anymore. I mean, he's like a grandpa. But, yep. like, but he know, was back in the day. He was back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, On to the composer then. He's an Italian uh, film composer, Dario Marianelli, now around 59 years old, studied piano and composition in Florence and London. And didn't only write the score for Pride and Prejudice, but also for the movie Atonement, also starring Keira Knightley, uh, for which he won an Oscar and a Golden Globe. 
Um, also for Jane Eyre, Anna Karenina, also starring Kieran Knightley. He has a little wow, bit maybe. of an obsession. Um, <laughs> and The Darkest Hour and a lot more. So uh, a lot of great films, again, with great scores. Um, had you heard of him before? No, I, I had no idea. I mean, like I said, right, like I, my, my, my knowledge of music is, um, is, is pretty, um, pretty basic. <laughs> what about you guys? I haven't heard of him. No. Nope, me neither. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to name him off the bat, I think, even. And I think I'll check out more songs because the movies are, all sound quite good. Yep. I like the soundtrack, so definitely for sure. something to look into. Absolutely. Thanks for that. the tip, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, and it's also, I think it's, it's uh, like, I, I would probably pay more attention to it now that I know that this is just one person doing all this music. Yeah, right off, absolutely. Like, That's the goal of this evening, to convince yeah. everyone to pay attention to the music absolutely. in a movie. Yeah, you're definitely convincing me, so and, it's um, definitely working. With that, I think we can go on to our next piece of music, which is another classic. I think we played a tiny bit accidentally just before the Pride and Prejudice song. So for those of you already heard it, because it's very, very recognizable. Uh, if not, then that's great. Um, otherwise, you should be able to recognize it straight away. So here it comes. Thank you. 
good evening once again. You're listening to our film music episode here at Student Radio Maastricht, RTV 107.5 FM. I'm Anna, your host, joined tonight by Sophia. Hello. Shyam. Hello, hello. And Leon. Hello, hello, hello. As I said, I think it's quite impossible <laughs> that you would not recognize this song unless you're let's say 80 plus, then I would cut you some slack. Like Shyam. <laughs> However, we found out that one of our studio people, actually our tech, did not know what this song was from. <laughs> so Honestly, I, I'm impressed. I might have to adapt that. I mean, that's actually maybe even a goal to not be able to recognize maybe this song. Maybe ex- just escaping pop culture. Yeah, you know? <laughs> completely. I mean, I think everyone Sophia, recognizes don't, it. G- don't give him any excuses now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was obviously um, from the Harry Potter movies. Specifically, this song was called Hedwig's Theme. And Leon already guessed when it was playing who composed it. It's John Williams. Uh, Gohan John Williams written all over it. Like, Absolutely. Impossible to not pick down correctly. Impossible, Shum. Remember that word. <laughs> Uh, it was John Williams. So we already quickly mentioned him when we were talking about the movie Jaws. Um, regarding the movie Harry Potter, I honestly don't know if I need to explain that much because I think, you know, they are extremely famous, but obviously it's been live, um, it's been based on, uh, books by, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, and then was later adapted into eight films from 2001 Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone to 2011 Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Uh, they had changing directors such as Chris Columbus and David Yates and were produced by David Heyman. And the three main roles were played by Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson, who were then accompanied by a very notable cast as well. So Robbie Coltrane, Alan Rickman, Dame Maggie Smith, Helena Bottom Carter, Gary Oldman, Emma Thompson and Ray Fiennes as Lord Voldemort. Uh, the n- movies were actually nominated in total for 12 Oscars, which I didn't know because I... I don't know. I thought children's movies maybe don't get nominated for Oscars that much, but apparently they do. Uh, And the story, obviously, Harry, orphan boy, enrolled in a school of wizardry and witchcraft and learns he's a very powerful wizard. Are there any Potter fans in the studio tonight? I haven't read the books, to be honest, but I've watched all the movies And I really like the movies, but especially I think the music is just the greatest part about the movies because it's just spectacular. So, But I can't judge about the story in the books. So, Leon, you? I did read the books as well as as in the movies. Um, But my enjoyment of Harry Potter as a whole is just watered down by J.K. Rowling's persona. Yes. So yes. Uh, let's not get into that too much. <laughs> I, I, I was like, include it. We've discussed it? her on radio before, I think, at some point. But yeah, enough said about that, I think. Yeah. It's a nice part of my childhood, but I just wish JK Rowling would delete her Twitter. Also, FYI, this is not the official opinion of RTV Maastricht or the student radio. It's my personal opinion. Thank you. And that's. So Perfectly from fine. our personal opinion, we cancel her, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. We're just not going studio. to talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have to say, I would consider myself a Harry Potter fan, but I also consider myself a bit of a hypocrite because I also haven't read the books. I actually just started <laughs> um, reading the first Harry Potter book because I was like, I cannot, you know, s- tell people I love Harry Potter and, and never read it the book so I started you're in for a treat Ron Weasley gets a personality 
Oh my god, I am excited for these extra because I think there's a lot more in the books, obviously, than than the movies. So I'm excited to to read them. Maybe I should also start that, but winter and holiday is now over. It's so <laughs> for 12 year olds, you know, the first one, so it's like a easy hmm, easy read. read. Yeah, true. So I definitely yeah uh, recommend. Um, The music, uh, again, obviously a very well-known piece by the American composer John Williams, currently 89 years old. He's probably the oldest um, composer on our list today. He's probably also the, one of the most famous, maybe the most famous at the moment. He's won five Oscars, but he's been nominated for 51 What? Oscars. So that's really crazy, making him the most Oscar-nominated person alive today. I think the other one was Walt Disney, but obviously he's... Not alive, so <laughs> there we go. Um, and he's also won 25 Grammys and seven BAFTAs. Next to the first three Harry Potter films and Jaws, he's also known for the soundtrack of E.T., Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, and the list goes on. He studied at Juilliard and he won... Um, oh, no, he, he didn't win. He was awarded the National Medal of Arts which is the highest U.S. award for music achievements you can get in 2009. Oh, and super weird fact, his son is the lead singer of the rock band Toto, known for, obviously, the song Africa. What? what? Oh, no way. I know. I, I mean, I hope this is correct information, but I read it online and I was just like, what? In my head, this is such There is two no completely for me. different <laughs> worlds. Exactly. But yeah, he's called like Joseph Williams or something. Well, I wonder how old he is. The son? Or, yeah. yeah, I guess, I don't know, in his 40s or something. I guess, yeah. You know. 40s? No, even older. John Williams, like, what, 90 almost, so oh, yeah, it would maybe. be in his 60s, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I, know I what guess. John Williams, when he became a dad, you know? Maybe he was an old, old father. <laughs> his son no. is Let's actually 61 years old. <laughs> told ya. Told ya. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was super funny, actually, to learn. And so. please check out the pictures of his son being yeah. the head singer of He looks <laughs> super crazy as well, which made it even totally. more He looks bizarre. wild. He looks wild. <laughs> And his father is probably like a very decent old man with a suit, with this, you know, composing stick. I should know the word for that. And I don't know. Hmm. Does anyone know the word? The magic wand. The magic wand. <laughs> the magic wand. Sure. <laughs> Harry's wand. We'll go with that. Um... Yeah, any remarks on John Williams on Harry Potter? Shyam, are you going to watch all the Harry Potters after this? I will have to um, revise my, um, my, 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 my classics, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, if this is all the John Williams we get in the episode, I'm uh, going to cry myself to sleep tonight because the Star Wars soundtrack is truly impeccable. I did have to make some selections, though, but maybe we can, uh, if, if, if this was enjoyable, we'll do another show and we'll just do star wars only we'll on just star do john wars Williams. yes i'm in <laughs> just exactly. a star we, wars we can, episode. we can always do like a radio ping pong on um on film yeah well. i mean it's it something a oh, never, just never ending list so you can do endless episodes i think on this um now as we move on to our next song um a lot less famous it's um I'm not sure if anyone... Well, actually, the movie's famous. So I'm I'm guessing you two will know. Shyam probably will not. <laughs> um, but the song, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you'll recognize it. But yeah, I love it. So please enjoy.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht at RTV 107.5 FM. I'm Anna, your host, joined tonight in the studio by Leon. Hello. Sophia. Hello, hello. And Xiam. What up? You listened to a piece of film music as part of our film music episode. Any guesses on this one? Oh, could it possibly be Mystery of Love by Safian Stevens in Call Me By Your Name? Wow, the whole list. Boom. You got everything right. Um, yeah, this one was called Mystery of Love by Safian Stevens, which was uh, written for the 2017 movie adaptation directed by Luca Guadagnino <laughs> um, of the book Call <laughs> Me By Your Name, which was written by Andre Akiman. Uh, have you guys seen the movie? I've seen it. I love it. And the soundtrack, like, I really love Sufjan Stevens. I yes. listen to it, like, regularly. Oh, really? So. Yes, definitely. But, like, there is another, I think, um, series on Netflix, like, The Politician. And, like, that's super random. But I really like the song Chicago, which is in it, but I really hate the series. So And it's also by Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Big recommendation here. Check out Sufjan Stevens. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the movie as well. And the main thing that I do not enjoy about it is the fact that apparently its uh, main audience is not actually gay or queer people, but white straight teens, which is kind of not the point because it was not aimed at that population. But hey, it got popular. It launched Timothy Chalamet's The Biggest Heartthrob of the Century um, very true. Career, so did you, you, like, guys, you win and you lose. Did you? <laughs> you win and you lose some. Did you guys read the book? No. Nope. nope. Okay, I have. <laughs> How was it? It was very good, but yeah, well, in my opinion, but I love the movie very much. Um, so I, I would say this is one of those movies where it's even better than the book, I think, or at least as good, you know. Uh, I thought it was very beautifully um, filmed. It has these like long shots of the Italian landscape. It's not rushed at all, which I love because like movies nowadays, you know, they're all about action and speed. And that's not the case here. Um, quick backstory. So the book and the movie are set in 1983 in Italy, centered around Elio, who's a 17 year old boy who kind of discovers himself and <laughs> explores his sexuality when he meets Oliver, who's a graduate student assistant to Elio's father, who's an archaeology professor. So it's a coming of age story. And um, yeah, and it's starring, oh, starring uh, Elio. No, not starring Elio. Elio is played by <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, starring Timothy Chalamet, who is, as uh, Leon so beautifully put it, the heart throb of the century. Um, and also starring Army Hammer, uh, the movie received four Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor for Timothy Chalamet and winning Best Adapted Screenplay. The song itself then was um, created specifically for the movie um, and was praised for, you know, corresponding well with Elio as a character and, and portraying that well. And Sufjan Stevens himself is an American 46-year-old singer-songwriter um, who likes exploring religious and spiritual themes in his music, which you also hear if you listen to the lyrics of the song. Um, there's some cool references there. Any final comments before we go to our nearly last song? Before last? Timothy Chalamet looks like an Italian shoe. 
I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just cry Let's later just, on. Let's just move on to Move on. <laughs> all right, all righty. I'm apparently full shame. of unpopular opinions today, <laughs> which is fine. Thanks for being critical, but exactly, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we will go to our next song, um, for which you might need to turn up your volume a little bit because it starts very softly. Hello, hello. Welcome back for a final time here at Student Radio Maastricht, RTV 107.5 FM. It's still me, Anna, your host, joined here in the studio by Sophia. Hello, hello. Shiam. Yeah, hello, hello. And Leon. Hello, hello, hello. And we have been talking about film music for this past hour. Um, any guesses on this one, Leon? For this one, unfortunately, I have no idea. 
Well, I will. I I wasn't. I was thinking this would be a tricky one. Um, this song was called "The Night Window," composed by Thomas Newman for the 2019 British war film 1917, um, which was directed and produced by Sam Mendes, who actually based the film on stories he heard from his grandfather about the First World War. So it's not entirely fictitious. Have you seen it? Uh, is it the one with Harry Styles? No, that's Dunkirk. Oh, no, then, oh yeah, then I haven't seen it. Have I also figures? haven't seen it. But Shall I'm not really <laughs> Why am I even bothering asking <laughs> you at this point? <laughs> Just excluded. <laughs> Just excluded on the show. Just um, be polite. I would definitely recommend all of you to watch it. I think when I saw it in cinemas, it was a movie that really captivated me. And I try to convince everyone I meet to watch it because it's so, so good. Um... So it's basically follows two characters um, who have been sent on a mission to deliver an important message to call off an offensive attack. And if they don't make it in time, then thousands of British soldiers will walk into a trap and die. So it's an entire two hour film which just follows these two characters as they kind of struggle through enemy territory to get um, to that uh to the other side basically on time uh, which already the simplicity of that is already super interesting because you just follow these two characters um, and even though there are bigger stars A-listers in the movie they all have a much smaller role so the two main characters aren't as famous um, I think what was especially great about it was the way it was filmed so um, it was filmed with very long shots which gives the effect that it um, was filmed in one continuous take or in two, some say one, some say two, um, which means that it keeps you on your toes the whole time as well because you just follow these two characters and you never cut to a different scene. So you don't know what's going on apart from what the two characters see. And because of that, the way that they have to produce it was also very interesting because they had to like first plan out the whole script and then practice it and then they could start building sets to exactly match the length of each part of the script so it's I mean if you know that it makes it even more incredible and it actually won the Oscar for best cinematography so that's well deserved and two other Oscars including best visual effects and best sound mixing sorry Thomas Newman then the composer a 66 year old American um, he also produced the scores for Skyfall Spectre The Green Mile was nominated for 15 Oscars two BAFTAs and six Grammys. And his father was actually also a composer and won nine Oscars for his films. So that's... Wow, it's in the family, I see. (laughs) Yes, it is in the family. Um, Sadly, we have to rush a little bit because we're on a schedule. So this was uh, the end of our show on film music. I hope you've all learned something today and you have been convinced to listen to film music. I want to thank my lovely guests. Um, I definitely enjoyed hosting um, and obviously thank RTV Maastricht and Code 043 as well. And with that, I leave you with a final piece by Hans Zimmer, which you should all recognize, I think. Otherwise, the title with will do it. Here is back to MI6. Good evening. Good evening.